Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are in this special series called Summer Lovin', a That Sounds Fun podcast series in which we want to restore hope in dating and bridge y'all to helpful conversations and practical resources and amazing experts so that you see changes in your dating life. Like now, starting with you. During Summer Lovin', we have talked through a lot of aspects of dating. I have loved hearing back from y'all about what you agree with, what you disagree with, what you're learning, what you want to talk about. It has been so fun. And every episode, as you know, features an expert on the topic. And in most episodes, like today, we also sit down with a male and a female who are single or currently dating and get their perspective on all of it. These are my staff and my friends or my friends of friends who are just normal people wanting to navigate dating dating in 2023 really well. Of course, they don't represent everything about dating, nor do they represent every person's experience, but I think they all do a beautiful job telling us about themselves and their stories. This is not an all-in-one guide to every part of dating, but it is a jumping off point and hopefully offers you some good wisdom you can start implementing right away. We want to bridge you to these experts and their resources so you have something practical to walk away with. And at the end of this episode, we'll make sure and tell you how to find each expert and how to find their resources. And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Gospel for Enneagram. We are all about bridging you to resources that can help you not just as you date, but as you live. And this is another incredible one when it comes to understanding yourself and the Enneagram. My friend Tyler Zach has written an incredible 40-day Enneagram devotional series that's coming out soon. It's going to be so helpful for you. It's a no-fluff, practical, Christ-centered guide that will make you feel incredibly seen and understood. And get this, it's endorsed by our friend Dr. Russell Moore and the incredible Beth McCord of your Enneagram coach. But you don't have to wait until it comes out to give his resources a try. If you want to test drive a devotional before you buy, you can download a free five-day devotional on Tyler's website. It is the perfect way to dip your toes in and see really how profound these books are. Plus, while you're there, check out Tyler's free self-typing guide to discover your type without taking a lengthy test and get his free ebook called Should Christians Use the Enneagram? It is so helpful and a very thoughtful response to the questions that some people have right now. So just head to the show notes for links to all of Tyler's free resources. And it's tylerzach.com slash free. T-Y-L-E-R-Z-A-C-H dot com slash free to grab your personalized book and freebies now. 
So today on the show, we have our summer loving expert, my friend, Jason Van Ruler. Jason is a licensed therapist who's an expert in relationships, including relational trauma, dating, boundaries, and today's topic, attachment theory. This is how I found him, is I was looking up my attachment theory when I'm not secure. I was looking up my anxious ways, and really his reels on Instagram jumped out at me and have been so helpful. And then I realized he was also a believer and also has a lot of resources that I wanted to share with y'all. He has so many insightful short videos on his Instagram that share these practical tips for psychological care and self-help and healthy relationships. And joining us are my friends, Shayna and Sam. And together we're talking about how your attachment style impacts your relationships. And y'all, this one is so good. It's so good. When I figured out my attachment style on my least healthy days, it has been so eye-opening for me and so helpful in my own journey. So whether you've never heard about attachment theories or already know which type you lean toward, or if you're just fascinated with the way it impacts our relationships, you're going to love this conversation. It's so, so helpful. So here's my summer loving conversation on dating and attachment theory with Jason Van Ruler and my friends, Shayna and Sam. Friends, welcome to another episode of Summer Lovin'. Are y'all excited? How's everyone feeling? Very excited. <laughs> so uh, excited. <laughs> nerves and excitement? Yes. A little bit of both. Okay, great. Jason, you? This feels like a date. Yeah, okay, this feels okay, like a date. okay. okay. Yeah. Great. This is what yeah. we were hoping. Yeah. A very first date, <laughs> a very but there's first four date. of us. Yes. And yeah. you're married. Not to be weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, super. Yeah, let's um, okay, let's do what we do. Let's introduce ourselves. And so, Shana, let's start with you. We tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. My name is Shayna. I am 31, and I work at Cross Point Church. I am a creative coordinator there. Married, single, dating, in a relationship? Single, would like to be dating in a relationship. Okay, very good. Yes. Sam, tell us about yourself. Yes, I'm Sam. Uh, I am 42. Uh, I'm actually born and raised here in Nashville. Are you? I am. A I'm unicorn. One of, I'm one of the unicorns. Yeah. I am. I am not married, but I am recently in a pretty serious relationship. Yes. So we are. Yeah, it recently happened about two-ish months ago. Yeah. And yeah, it's the going The scuttle on. on the streets is she's lovely. She's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. that's what I've heard. That's yes. what I've heard. Yes. And what do you do? What field do you work in? Uh, real estate. So okay. I do like, um, you know, help people buy and sell, all the normal stuff. But then yeah. uh, I've got a business partner. We do investments. So we do, you know, flips, rentals, rehabs, uh, short-term rentals, all oh, that cool. kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jason. So here you sit. Like uh, like a many of these episodes in Summer Eleven, it's an expert like you and three singles like us. Yes. So, <laughs> will you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah. So um, I'm a therapist, and I'm also uh, married. I've been married for about 16 years with three kids, doing a little bit of writing, but really just have a heart for helping people connect. And so that's why attachment and all these things have just been so important to me is how do we best connect with each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way I even became friends with you is I saw on the internet, I was looking up attachment theory stuff because I was realizing how I was operating and <laughs> I found you. And then we ended up having a bazillion mutual friends. And yeah. and so I, it just was really helpful. Your work is very, very helpful. Thanks. So I'm excited for you to talk about this. Will you do like Fly over for the three of us. Kind of teach us. Fly over attachment theory. Yeah. So attachment theory really pioneered by this guy named John Bowlby. And basically what it was is a way to understand how kids relate to specifically mom, but even parents. And so what he came up with was that we have an attachment to our parents. And they did some 
different psychological experiments and things like that to really illustrate there's different types of attachments. Mm -hmm. And so what they did, uh, there's this lady named Mary Ainsworth, and so she had a strange situation. And they would leave a child in a room with their mother, and then the mother would leave and a stranger would come in. And so they would just kind of note what happened. And then from there, they came up with different attachment styles. Okay, and so if the mom left and the baby really could not be consoled, it was just so upset, and the mom came back and continued to cry, that was more of an anxious attachment, right? So it did not know mom was going to return. It did not know mom was going to return. Right. Yikes. Even if mom was going to. You're already doing ministry. I was not w- excited about it. <laughs> awesome. This is so cool. This is just this is the beginning, right? Um, and, and so then uh, the other style uh, would be avoidant. Right. And so mom comes back or a stranger's there and the child is just really not into it. Right. So it's just kind of like mom could be here, not be here. Doesn't yeah. really phase me at all. Right. Then we have secure attachment, which is what everybody wants to be, which is just kind of a healthy balance of mom's here, gone. I'm kind of OK. And those are really the three primary, which the breakup is about about 50% secure attachment. And then you have about, I think it's 20% uh, anxious attachment and 25% avoidant. And then in the 90s, they came up with kind of a fourth one, which would be called like disorganized. And that comes from Mm. a lot of trauma and abuse. And so what that basically says is that the child at some point has learned to fear their parent. And so it's a different thing entirely. Okay, Sam and Shana, what's your established relationship with attachment styles? Do y'all know about this already? So I do. I actually read this book, uh, or attached uh, that book. Yeah, Amir Levine. Yeah, yeah, great book. And, yeah, yeah. My counselor told me about it, um, said I'd be pretty interested in it. And so um, I would say in that stage of my life, I was in very, I was in the anxious, that, that stage. Uh, but I would go through, you know, spells would almost be avoidant sometimes. Yeah. Um, but now through years and years of work and, yeah. you know, just working on myself and doing all that stuff, I can honestly say that I am uh, secure finally. So just Do you think that's what this. made this relationship as fun as it's been so far? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I know she's she's done a lot of work on herself as well. Yeah. And just, you know, just getting older and, you know, just going through life experience. I think that's a big yeah. part of it. Shana, what do you know about attachment yeah. styles? I don't have that much background on it, to be honest. But I think just in hearing you explain that and the little bit of research that I've done, growing up, I was pretty secure. I think somewhere along the way, I've kind of turned more avoidant in dating relationships. But I think to what Sam said about kind of like working on himself, I've started doing that in the last year. Counseling has been everything and more to me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm I'm recognizing it more and I think also kind of leaning more into that secure as well. Yes. Yeah, so fifty percent of people are secure with their in their whole lives from start to finish. Good for them, right? Good for yeah. I mean, do what it? would it how be like? It? I would like to know. I'm it sounds seriously, amazing. Seriously, yes. how is that real? It happens. It happens. I cannot fathom that. I'll tell you what, half the men I've dated have not have been securely attached. It was not I me. tell you that. I was anxiously attached. Yeah, me too. For sure. That's um, the one I lean towards If it's for sure. okay with you that I'm anxiously attached. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Anxiously if, y'all, if y'all are going to stay, if as I tell you As long as you'll come back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be whatever you need me to be. Yeah, so, so my dating looked uh, very much like if you just love me, I'll chase you anywhere, right? Yeah. And so... Yeah. I think the the good news is that it can change, but we have to learn kind of how to do it differently. So like even yeah. how you said, Sam, is just that takes some time and effort, but we can learn to do it differently. But but it does have a big effect on our dating life. Yeah. Will you talk about that? How does, I mean, even just self-awareness, before mm-hmm. we even do what they and hopefully I have been doing in our counseling work of what does it mean to start repairing towards secure, yeah. does it help us in romantic relationship just to call it what it is? 
Yeah, there's actually a body of research that says that just knowing your attachment style can help you work more towards secure attachment. So oh, wow. knowing is really important. And then just knowing kind of the themes and patterns of how you show up in a relationship helps you because you can kind of identify like, I'm probably going to lean towards doing this, but maybe should do something yeah. different. Sam, when you when you identified like, okay, I'm anxious in my mm-hmm. nature, but now you feel like you're secure all the time. Do you still hear the whispers? Oh, yeah. No, I, I do think it fluctuates for me. Yeah. Um, and even even in not necessarily romantic relationships, like if I feel like my business partner's upset with me or I've yeah. done something, you know, to hurt somebody's feelings or something, that's when I, I can fall back into that anxious attachment to where I just, you know, I want to make it right or I'm worried that, you know, or even if I, there isn't anything wrong, you know, that's just, you know, that that voice of doubt will, will creep yeah. in. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that definitely creeps in quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. My anxious usually looks like, I should just text again. I should just text again to make sure. But my learning has been, hey, Annie, no. That is you leaning on anxious attachment versus being secure Mm -hmm. in this. What does avoidant look like? I can't know at all. (laughs) (laughs) I think it comes from like a self-protection kind of place for me of like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to feel these feelings. I'm just going to shut it off right Mm -hmm. here right now. And I feel like over this last year, I'm learning that there's so much freedom and actually letting myself go there Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. in like a healthy space, you know, of course. So, yeah. I keep being attracted to avoidant. Yeah. Was that your story too, Sam? Or were you attracted to? Uh, Yes and no. Uh, I mean, because there were times where I could say that, I think I attracted someone that was anxious and that almost maybe turned me a little avoidant. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, yeah, and I don't, you can mm-hmm. maybe tell me more about that, but, uh, yeah, well, yeah. if they're a little different on the spectrum, sometimes we notice those things and we're like, right. Oh, it really bothers me. And it's like, right. well, cause that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yep. why that really bothers me. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't want that. No, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So two of us here more lean toward anxious. One leans toward avoidant. Mm-hmm. Once that's identified, should I stay away from anxious, should I stay? I mean, of course we want secure, but everybody's got to, besides that 50% that I cannot know, (laughs) everyone's got to lean toward. Is everyone compatible with everyone? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just how much work you want to do. So so the thing is, is that um, what really bothers me is when we take all this information, we just use it to like exclude people and we just say, well, I'm this, you're that. And it's like, yes, but we can change and things can be different. But I think it comes down to, are you willing to do what it takes to make it work? You know, I, I remember yeah. traveling with my wife. We were at the airport, and she needed, like, a headphone for her iPhone. And they didn't have the exact headphones, so we ended up buying, like, three different products to connect the headphone to the uh-huh. iPhone uh-huh. to make it work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And by the end, I was like, that was $100. Was it worth it? <laughs> right. And she's and like, three boxes she's, very she's like I don't think so. And <laughs> right. I'm like, well, it works, but yeah. is it worth it? And yeah. so I think with this attachment thing, we have to kind of say, like, yeah, we could probably make it work, but is it worth it? Wow. Have you ever walked away because of someone's attachment style, I guess? I don't know that I've ever been able to identify it. Like now looking back, I feel like there's so much I could probably sit and process through. But yeah, I've definitely been a product of like someone chasing and then it just keeps pushing me away. But I've Mm -hmm. also been very attracted to people that are also avoidant and that hasn't ended well either. I mean, I'm still single, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So is there something we're supposed to do with what we know? Meaning, is there a reason that it's important for me to know that I'm anxious even when I'm not dating someone right now? So there's nothing really to work on with someone else today. Right. Well, I mean, I think for each of us, that's our unfinished business, right? Mm. Is dealing with whatever it is that led us there. 
And so that can be healed in relationship. And certainly if you find a securely attached person, that all makes it easier. But ultimately your wound is your wound. And so knowing that gives us an opportunity to do some more work. Sam, have y'all talked about this, you and your gal? Uh, so we just took a road trip this past weekend. Uh, and again, I read the book years ago and I don't remember all of it. So we listened to a little bit, bits and pieces of it. And we definitely talked about it. And there's a quiz in there. So she took the quiz and she is secure. And again, knowing knowing what I know now as well, that she's, you know, I could have told her that she is secure. And so we yeah. definitely talked about that as far as attachment styles and all that. What and were so, her behaviors that had you know she was secure before she even took the quiz? I mean, I can't think of any specific instances, but yeah. just of you know, from things that happened in my past and stuff like that, where she reacted a certain way and mm. maybe I expected her to react a different way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's refreshing. Oh, you, oh, you, you aren't, right. you aren't upset right now or you right. aren't. So, so just doing things like that where I could just tell that she was very comfortable in who she is and also comfortable with us. And it, it's just, it's just very refreshing. <laughs> very refreshing. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Shana, when you think about, and Jason, I would love for you and Shana to talk about this for a minute, but if she's leaning on avoidant, mm -hmm. how do, Shana, talk about how you even step toward relationship if avoidant is your natural stance, and how do we get avoidant people to get in relationship? I think, yeah, and just, again, attribute to counseling of just letting myself start to be vulnerable and open up a little bit more. It's given me a freedom that I haven't really experienced before. And so I think knowing that I've been putting in a lot of work on the side, I would hope that that will transfer over into relationship and as I can like pursue dating moving forward. But yeah, I would love to hear. Yeah, that's great. Your advice. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think, you know, we heal in community. So the thing is, is that if we have a community of mentors and role models who are doing it well, it rubs off on us. We actually don't even have to do that much because we're just surrounded by people who do it the way we'd like to. And so I think the more you have that community, the easier all of this gets because you're not the only one, right? If you're surrounded oh, by people wow. like yourself, they're trying to pull you back into who they are rather than yeah. push you to the new thing. And yet, I, I mean, if you knew how many avoidant men I run into— it just feels like all of them. Is that men that are in their 40s and single? Sorry, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> or is that my north attracting their south kind of magnetism stuff? Yeah, maybe. I mean, so your classic like matchup is the anxious and the avoidant, right? Like right. that's just – that's so fun because you get to chase them around and that's, you know, maybe you'll catch them someday and they'll love you. And so that's always – I like to run and so I was like, I want to run after somebody my whole life. That sounds great. So we're wired to kind of seek the opposite. I think also as we get older, there are less securely attached people in the dating pool. Right. And so that's yeah. the challenge is yeah. that there probably are a lot more avoidant men now than, say, at 20, because a lot of those you know men were not married or they've ended a relationship. And so now we're single. Do you see that, Sam, when you're dating before this lovely gal or mm -hmm. even including her? Yeah. Because we're the same age. So yeah. we've dated the same age people for the Correct. last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that change about women, too? Are you noticing more? Are you able to see it more clearly the older you get and the women that you date? Or yes, yes. Yeah. And kind of like what Shane was talking about as well, just the all the self-work and just knowing just more self-awareness, too, of even, you know, I didn't when I didn't know how to fix something and or what was going on, just being more self-aware of it and more knowledge and reading more about it helped me understand, you know, 
that about myself and be able to change those kind of things and be able to just, you know, realize them in someone else. Because, you know, so many times you're just, you know, it's the physical attraction or it's the just I love this about them and you don't go as deep until maybe a little bit later. And then it's like, Ooh, maybe I, you know, it's, I didn't really realize that about you or, or I just wasn't aware enough to know that. And the older I've gotten, the more just aware I am of this stuff. And it makes it easier to recognize it, I guess. Yes. It's one of the things, Jason, that, that I was wondering about is does attachment stuff show up from day one or does it show up when things get hairy? Well, I mean, I think both if you're looking for it, right? But especially uh, when things get hairy. I mean, yeah. how people yeah. respond to conflict tells you a lot about their attachment style. How far along in a relationship should we be experiencing conflict? Are you talking about like we can't pick a restaurant or we're in a fight? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know if we have to have conflict as much as just talking about difficult things even. Mm -hmm. I think we should start that earlier on. Mm -hmm. um, just even asking like, why are you single? Like how did your last relationship end? will tell you a lot about how the person's wired, oh, right? So yeah. if they're like, well, I don't know. I called them 400 times and then <laughs> they never called me back. You're like, weirdly. So, okay, you're like, yeah. okay, you might be anxiously attached, right? Um, or if they're like, I just moved. I don't know. I don't know if they know we broke up. It's like, well, maybe <laughs> they're avoidantly attached, right? So it's, That's I think good. just even asking those I questions is important. <laughs> I live somewhere else now. I don't yeah. know. I didn't. I don't know didn't, if we're still dating, but I'm nice to meet you. forward my mail, change my number. I'm not sure. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Indeed. Hiring can be a challenge. And do we love a challenge? Yes, but Indeed can help us rise to that challenge and make sure hiring doesn't become a second full-time job. Whenever we're hiring here at Downs Books or at the That Sounds Fun Network, we hire using Indeed and we've always found the right person for our team, truly every single time. They are the experts at helping us find the best fit for the roles we want to build our companies with. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. When you sponsor an Indeed post, in the U.S., you're three times more likely to get a hire, according to Indeed data. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Plus, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. The offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about that you know I love. ButcherBox. Listen, when I'm in meal prep mode, I am all about ButcherBox because they supply me with the best source of proteins so I can make a bunch of things at once and I don't even have to leave my house to get what I need. They're bringing 100% grass-fed beef, organic chicken, pork that is raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood straight to my doorstep. All of their meals are humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. And you can pick from a curated box, which is what I do, or customize your own. And ButcherBox has free shipping always. It's not just the convenience of having these perfectly curated selections delivered straight to me. It is the brain space. The butcher box saves me from standing in that section of the grocery store trying to figure out what to make and what will be good for the right price. When it comes to my butcher box, I know I can make a ton of turkey burgers to have on hand and pop them in the oven when I'm ready and be set with the basic building block of my meals for the week. Plus, they are very delicious. ButcherBox is giving us a special deal just for my friends. If you sign up today at butcherbox.com slash TSF and use the code TSF, you get flank steak for free in every box for three months, you guys. 
flank steak, you guys. Oh my gosh, I love flank steak. Plus you get $20 off your first order. That's butcherbox.com slash TSF and use the code TSF to claim this free flank steak and $20 off your first order. Okay, now back to our summer love and conversation with Jason and Shayna and Sam. Will you give some other behavioral check marks of what avoidant and anxious look like for people? Yeah. So anxious is just kind of the uh, the question is always, am I okay? Right. Yeah. It's just kind of seeking that from a person. Right. So it's like if I recruit you and we're in this together, your job is to help me feel okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas a person who is more avoidant, uh, that sort of thing is really scary. And so they're always trying to kind of put their arm out and say, like, I want you to be close, but not too close. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the difference is kind of one is too close and one is too far. Mm-hmm. And then disorganized is just kind of hard to predict and all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Avoidant is that y'all are too close. Yeah. Y'all are too close. So I need to retreat. Yep. Right. For those people who retreat naturally, mm-hmm. maybe like a Shayna, and uh, as she is a self-identifying, <laughs> I have not experienced that in our friendship, Shayna. So Shayna but, just left the room. I know. No, no, it's is very gone. uncomfortable. Shayna is gone. <laughs> I mean, Shayna, in yourself, can you identify any behaviors that you're like, yeah, this one time, or this is what I do when I get two texts, when he double texts, or when we match on Bumble, or what? what is your, give some examples for people who are listening that may not know how to identify. Yeah. I think the first thing that I can think of is last fall, I went through something just really hard. Um, And at the time, I was kind of talking to someone. Oh, you did do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the second things got hard outside of talking to that person, it was unrelated. I just completely shut down um, and was like, I need to figure this out on my own. I don't need anybody's help. Like, I need to sit and process this on my own. And I mean, it ended very abruptly. And it's my fault that I did that. Um, Looking back, I don't think that that was necessarily the right person for me anyways, but I can clearly remember like that was something that I completely initiated because of the hard thing that I was going through. Yeah. So Jason, there are times where we can lean into our unhealthy attachment that has nothing to do with the relationship. Right. Yeah, it almost feels like we're just destined to do it. Like we just can't even fight against it. It's like, I know what's happening. I know I shouldn't do it, but it feels better to do it this way. And I do it that way. Wow. So she also said, and that was my fault. Yeah. Is that true? I disagree a little bit, but yeah. I I mean, I think think it probably wasn't the right fit anyway, right? But what I hear you saying is like, when I look back, I wish I would have done it differently. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the mark of growth. And so it's kind of like, regardless of your attachment style, what I'm more concerned with is just willingness. Are you willing to do something about it? And it sounds like you are. So I go, okay, well, that's a lesson. Now the next time, maybe you deal with it differently. Yeah. Sam and I would like to now tell you about being anxiously attached. <laughs> it's loads of fun. Yeah, oh boy, we are. My head is a carnival when uh-huh. I'm in my worst days. It uh-huh. is so bad. What are your behavior? I mean, I'll I'll spill my beans too. But yeah. what are your behaviors like when you're stepping off the secure spot and mm-hmm. into more anxious thinking and behaviors? Yes, yeah, so I'll speak of you know years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, be it intimate relationship, friendships, family, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I would tend to just ruminate and mm-hmm. just, I mean, replay it over and over and over in my head. And if I could have said something different or or I, I wish I wouldn't have done it that way. And, and I mean, it, it's just a on a constant loop. Yeah. And I just beat myself up over it or, you know, whatever it is specifically. But, yeah, it's just... 
you know, I, I just need to either deal with it or figure it out. But sometimes it'll take me days and those days are miserable for me. They were just miserable. So yeah, every now and again, there was a phone call to my counselor. Yeah. A, hey, uh, can I meet you tonight? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to deal with some stuff. So yeah. that's, yeah, that would be the biggest thing of just, it was just, yeah. Not De- anxiously attached. I'm sorry. Avoidantly attached. Do you spin in your brain too? I can, but it's like, in certain instances, I just don't want to go there. I don't want to deal with the thoughts or the anxiety. So I just don't go there oh, at all. Will you talk yeah. about that, Jason? So that's cool. a real yeah. interesting yeah, that difference. Sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds you great. That? You close Teach the door and you stay you out of that room? What's it like? What is no closed doors. No closed yeah. doors. Yeah. Well, I, I think because it, it feels vulnerable and risky to do yes. that. And right. so it's just easier to kind of go away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think on the anxiously attached side, like we're, we feel like we'll do something to change it. Mm-hmm. Like we we can get in there and muster up the courage to oh, fix yeah. it somehow yep. and yeah. I'll just yep. need to do more. And if right. I do more, they'll care about me. And yeah, whereas you save a lot of time, right? Because you're like, well, I'm not going to do all that. Yeah. But sometimes it leads you away from conversations you really needed to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my experience being the anxious side is I always think I could do one more thing to fix Correct. this. Yeah. Yep. Right. And the response from someone who is not securely attached is it pushes them. It give it yeah. actually adds another two days onto the clock. Yeah. And that that is horrifying for us in the mm-hmm. anxiously attached side because we don't know that that's not communicated. But yeah. I've just done it long enough to know this. You cannot fix this. Right. Yeah. What happens when two anxiously attached people connect? Why haven't I done that? That sounds great. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, Until... it's a very needy relationship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so Rob's like, am I okay? Are you okay? Am I okay? Yeah, Are you yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, then you get fired from your job and you can't pay your bills. And so, all I mean, you're doing is dating. That's yeah, all I mean, you're it, doing. It's very exhausting. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes people do that and it just starts off like red hot because they're like, they see me, they get me. And then, but over time, it's exhausting because it's, it's like there can only really be one in a relationship. And if there are two, Two, it's just too much. What about two avoidant? Well, they just never get together. Yeah, yeah they forget to it, call each other back. Yeah, they're really? just like, I, I think where I see this as a therapist, I see it like in long distance relationships that just never come together. Mm. They're like, we live across the country from each other. I'm like, when are you going to like get together? And like, oh, probably never. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this works. So, I mean, I, I think there are ways that can work, but I, not everybody wants that relationship. Have y'all ever done long distance? I did. Yeah. yeah. Have you, Shana? I have not. No. Oh, that's interesting. I would have flipped. Were you good at long distance? No. Yeah. Not really. Me neither. I thought I I'd be ever okay been. at it, but yeah. I'm a little needier than I thought I was. So. Yeah. I, I just, I there was not a healthy pace Yeah. for yeah. time zone differences and mm. when do we see each other. And, and my Enneagram 7-ness also is like, there's always a hole in the bucket. And so there mm. was never enough. Like, anxious plus 7 was not. Great for long. Yeah. It sounds like fun. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah. yeah. He was having a great time. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine. He was having a great time. Loved it. So, what, so you gave us some sentences around what anxious and avoidance sound like and behaviors. What does secure sound like? What is happening in our heads when we are the work that all three of us are doing to live more securely? What does that actually look like, Jason? Yeah, I think it's balance. I mean, I think that's really the thing that's missing for both avoidant and anxious that there's just not any balance. And so it's more balanced emotional reaction, right? It's less impulsivity. It's less running away. It's willingness to have hard conversations, share what you need, kind of do all those hallmarks of a healthy relationship because they just know how to do it, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas I think for some of us, that's not, that's not what we know. So it's not second nature. And so that takes intention. Once you are secure in your attachment, 
Is the avoidant thoughts gone or the anxious thoughts all the way gone? No. no. Sam, Sam is saying no. <laughs> no. I'm not going to no. answer that. Right. No. <laughs> no. You still are who you are. I yeah. mean, and that's, you know, I'm going to say this, which is I don't want to pick on people too badly because in some ways uh, there are benefits to each side, right? Oh, say so that, you, yeah. Well, I mean, I think even being, you know, more tendency towards avoidant, you, you do save yourself some time, right? Because there yeah. are things that we don't need to rehash 50 times. Uh, and you're like, oh, I'm just not going to do that. And I think and I know the, I'm out, so I'm going to be out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's good, Shane. And on the anxious like side, uh, we're very perceptive because we're always looking for someone to ditch us, right? So yeah. we're like, are you okay? What's mm-hmm. happening? But we become really good at taking care of people because we can read them. And so yeah. I think this can all be really used to help us or hinder us. It's kind of up to us. How does the gospel help? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the balance. I mean, I, I think that's really what we're going for is that that relationship is a secure relationship. Mm-hmm. And we have access to that anytime we want. Yeah. So I think sometimes we get like this really big challenge. And we're like, how do I find all these people? And where do I find them? What is it? And it's like, like you already have access to that today, yeah. right? We have yeah. the best example of that. Sam, will you kind of talk to the friends listening who are not dating because they know they're anxious Mm-hmm. tendencies. How has actually doing it, like getting in the relationships, having them work and not work, how has actually being in dating relationships helped you deal with your anxious attachment? Yeah. So yeah, when you were talking about that, Jason, as far as, you know, I don't have a you know miracle cure for that or anything, but for yeah. me, it's dealing with it quickly. And ah. so when I get those anxious thoughts or, or if I feel like I did say something wrong, instead of ruminating on it days and days and then just letting it go and then having it come back up, I'll bring it up as quickly as possible or yeah. whatever that is and have, you know, talk that out. And typically the other person is like, oh yeah, no, I didn't get that at all. Or right. no. And then it does lead to a deeper conversation and, and that really helps me. So, cause yeah, I still have anxious moments daily, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's just one of those just dealing with it quickly or, yes. uh, you know, I'm kind of a Tony Robbins guy. He talks about kill the monster when it's small. Yeah. So instead of letting it get huge and yeah. over months and months of building, you know, deal with it immediately. And yeah. so, you know, it doesn't happen. I'm not perfect at it by any means, right. but that's definitely what helps me the most. When I was on a date, he said something and I said right away, I need you to know that makes me feel super anxious. And so mm-hmm. let me tell you why that does. It's because this happened to me mm-hmm. two years ago and this sounds like that. And he was like, oh, that's not what I was saying at all. And so Jason, is that like for anyone listening, that's like trying to get into dating and trying to have the courage to do it, even though they feel this anxiousness in them, was that an okay system? An okay? I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's all about verifying, right? So the thing is, Uh, is that we just need to verify, is that what you meant? Right. So when you did that, this is how I interpret it is you're never going to talk to me again. I'm terrible and bad. Yeah. And they're like, Nope, nope. I just meant I don't want to do that thing. And so just verifying with the person gets you a long way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Shana, so talk to our friends who are avoidant or lean toward – we aren't this, but it is right. our te- – yes. it's how we've handled it in the past. What makes you brave enough to date at all? How has doing the act of dating people actually helped you? Well, I'll start by saying I have not dated in a while. So I – have been working on myself. You've been on dates. I've been on dates. You just haven't been in a relationship? Yes. Okay. But I'll say that finding like a small group of people or trusted people that I can open up to and kind of confide in and learn from has been really helpful in like gaining my own confidence in the Uh, dating world. So I think for those that are avoidant, don't want to feel the feelings or scared of them, I think the challenge would be to find that close group knit of people that you can 
explore those feelings with, and then hopefully that'll transfer over. Yeah. Jason, will you talk about that for our avoidant friends? Other relationships help you be braver in dating. Yeah, absolutely. And and people who support you and who have done some of the same things. I mean, that that's what gets us there ultimately. Because the, the thing about dating is like our person, whoever we find, is is not meant to just fulfill our needs and fix everything. Yeah. So so we need to have the community and that lifestyle we want already. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't and we go to another person and say, hey, you need to be everything, that's not going to work out well. Right, yeah. right. What does the process look like going towards secure? I mean, I want them to speak to how they've done it. But do we have to be in counseling to get secure? Well, I'm a little biased. I mean, I, I think you should be in counseling with me, probably. Yeah. I mean, this is a my business. Um, no, you know, I don't know about that. I, I often just say, like, I think sometimes if we had the community we're supposed to, a lot of people would need to be in therapy. Mm. Uh, and I know that might not be popular sometimes, but it's true that we just need to have people around us that help us. I think sometimes where therapists are really helpful is we can have conversations with them that we maybe feel like we couldn't with other people. Yeah. And so yeah. even like with the more avoidant bend, it's going to be hard for you to have that conversation. And so sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice to go to a therapist and say, well, I just left that there. Like, I don't have to talk mm-hmm. to somebody or face somebody. I'm just practicing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How has that helped you, Sam? What's happened in counseling mm-hmm. that helped you get toward secure attachment that may not have happened outside of that? Yeah. And unfortunately, my counselor is a jerk because <laughs> he never gives me the answers. Yeah. He never right. tells me what to do. Mind that neither. He's like, the worst. Hey, just, just give me the answers. Just tell me what to do. I, Send exactly. me with homework. No. I know you know the answer. <laughs> just right. tell me what to do. And he never tells me what to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, just years of doing that and talking with him. And then, yeah, just friends and community and family and, you know, having some of those hard conversations in counseling that leads to hard conversations outside of it. Because, yeah. you know, it, it helps doing that a lot yeah. but it's it's the work outside of that is what is where my biggest growth came from you know years of doing it but then really practicing. putting that into practice outside right. of it so which is not easy can you be all of them at once it's <laughs> exhausting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, anxious is exhausting on its own yeah, yeah yeah i think i think disorganized is probably a lot of all of them yeah. right um at the same time which is why it's so unpredictable and difficult um yeah. but mostly we tend to be one but we can change over time it used to be thought that this was just really a childhood thing but kind of like you guys have alluded to our relationships do play a role so if yeah. we're with someone who's really far on the spectrum that can be an influence on us too right because i would imagine as I'm working really actively to be secure in my attachment, it's it's mostly self-talk. It's it's secondarily external talk, but it's mostly like, hey, Annie, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You're fine. If in a world where this is meant to work, it will work. Mm-hmm. Your, your amount of responding or texting or timing or blah, 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 all the carnival that goes on actually isn't going to make or break this thing unless you act yeah. overly anxious. But in that, it makes me wonder that when we find a partner who is secure, does that also help? heal us. I mean, Absolutely. is that been true, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And when you look at the research, uh, it's funny because you're like, if you're anxiously attached, you should find someone secure. If you're avoidantly attached, you should find someone secure. Yeah, for if sure. If you're securely <laughs> attached, you, like every single one is like, just find Good someone thing, secure. Good you know? yeah. yeah, so, so it's like, just just do that and you're fine. But but I think, you know, you just come into it with, this is who I am. This is what I'm working with. And I'm willing to do something about it. And, and they'll meet you there. Yeah. Shayna, what would you need a man to do or be to make you feel like choosing secure attachment over avoidant? I think someone that would be gentle with like giving me time. I think that it's in the past when people have chased after me and it's felt like too much, that's when I put the wall up, right? So I think it's almost establishing a trust and a comfortability 
hopefully early on Mm -hmm. to where I don't start to do the running. Yeah, that's what I think. Jason, it's interesting to hear her say that because Sam sits here when he's not secure, he's anxious, Mm -hmm. which is easier masculinely, right? For a man to... I'm going to keep coming after you, mm-hmm. right? It I mean, can be. they end yeah. up looking like a stalker. I'm sure you weren't, but that, you know. Yeah, that's how I got those restraining orders. Right. It was unfortunate. It was just a misunderstanding. Right, right. I didn't mean it. No, right. I'm But kidding. like if totally you look kidding. at old, it, you know, 1950s dating, yeah. the women sat at home and just waited for a phone call and the men called when they could yep. or when they yeah. wanted to. Yep. And so being anxiously attached as a man feels more culturally Okay, and being avoidant feels more culturally okay as a woman, but I see them, I see both of all of them. Is there one that is more naturally feminine and naturally masculine? Not anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think anymore, it's just, uh, it can just be a total spectrum. I mean, I, I work with a lot of guys who are anxiously or avoidantly. It, I can't say there's a whole lot there. If I could, though, can I ask a question? Because yes. here's the question that I ask my clients. If you were to think about your childhood, who most loved you or who loved you the best in your childhood, be it a person, an animal, a friend, and why? Because that's often really a clue as to what you're looking for today. Wow. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. No, I think, but... I mean, I will answer if y'all want to yeah. answer. Oh, you want me to go first? You're both looking at me. <laughs> Do you know what my counselor and I talk about a lot is I felt the safest in my house. Okay. Which is really bizarre that it's an inanimate object. But my counselor and I have talked so much that a lot of my desire for safety is that I crave safety and because I felt it in my house. I felt safe mm. at home. So that, I think that's part of my anxious is you always have to leave home. Yeah. But that somebody that helped you feel safe would be really important. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. So someone who even anticipated some of these things and said, hey, wait a second. I know you're going to think about that. Just know I've oh, already thought about it. I fall in love with every tour manager. Okay. It is. I mean, <laughs> it is. We have a rule that we don't take single men on tour with me okay. because I can't. Anyone who takes care of me, if I'm not my healthiest or if I'm really tired, done for. Okay. Because it's a safety thing. That's what you're most longing for. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so does that lean toward anxious? Is that what people... Yeah, I mean, I, I would attribute it to that because yeah. uh, that is what someone who's anxiously attached is looking for is I, I want to feel safe and secure, right? Like yeah. I want to know that I'm okay. Yeah. Is that wrong to want to feel safe? Like would a secure, if I was all the way operating, if I was the 50% that's secure, would I not worry about safety? No, I, I think you just would. It just wouldn't probably get communicated in the way that it does, right? <laughs> like it would just sound healthier, Annie. <laughs> no, it, would, it would be, you know, 20 less text messages. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 be, yeah, yeah. But I, but I think we all want that. So, I mean, we have to be a little careful in that we all want love. We all want to feel safe and secure and, and desired. And so, like, none of that is wrong, right? It's just how it's expressed. Yeah. I mean, it would be my mom and dad. I really don't – it was both pretty even. I would say – as I got a little older, it was definitely just my mom. So, you know, I probably craved that from my dad a little bit more as I got older because I just wasn't getting that from him, I don't think. But, yeah, I'd just say, yeah, probably my mom just consistently. And what about mom made you know that you were really loved? Oh, just the way that I was treated with – I mean, both my mom and dad treated me very well. You know, I had an amazing childhood, you know, no, you know. Huge issues, obviously. I mean, there's, you know, scars and little stuff like that. But just 
the warmth, just the the caring, you know, taking me to baseball games, taking me to tennis matches, taking me to all kinds of stuff that I know she had no interest in at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, dad had his job and that kind of stuff. And he was there as much as possible. But, you know, she was she was much more able to to do a lot of those things. So it was just the showing up, just the being there. And I think that's definitely carried into my personality of just always trying to show up, try to be there for people, try to, you know, show them that I care by showing up, by being there and, you know, supporting them and that kind of stuff. She was very, very supportive. Okay. Yeah. And so oftentimes like that's what we're looking for in a partner is somebody that has that warmth and shows Mm -hmm. up and, and so wanting that. So the the thing is whether or not you had a fantastic or terrible childhood, we all, we all think of that thing that we want. We all have that desire. And I think that's just born within us. But what's interesting is it's usually the thing we give to other people really well. Correct. Right, like Correct. Annie, you're super organized. I've I've been on podcasts, but yours, you're like, here's 47 things you should think about oh, before yeah. you're on the podcast, yeah. and I'm yes. like, she's so good at this because, <laughs> well, because it's so important. Yeah, the, right? I want to make sure when you get here, you feel like you are not unsafe. I want to make sure you feel mm-hmm. like you know everything you can want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so oftentimes yeah, right. that that heart's desire that we have is actually our superpower for other people, where we give that wow. in excess, yeah. and people are like, wow, they're really good. It's because we know what it's like to want that. Yeah. I'll keep it short, but I will say I had a wonderful childhood. My parents are so wonderful and so loving. had a great childhood. But I will say we didn't talk much about emotions. And so I think that that has kind of trickled into my adult life as well. When things were good, when things were happy and exciting, yes, we celebrated those things really big. But when things were hard – it wasn't talked through in our household. And it's not anybody to blame. That just is what it was. So I think looking back, I can see how that's kind of stayed with me in some areas of my life. Yeah. And so uh, you probably just wanted to talk and to be heard, right? So there's this part of you that just said, like, I really want that and and probably still desire that now, right? Mm -hmm. And so something I'll tell my clients a lot is that we're just naming, we're not blaming. Right. So we're yes. not saying like, well, my parents yes. are terrible and unless you want to, but it's probably a different episode. But um, <laughs> in the meantime, we're just naming. We're just saying like that was a thing I really yearned for was yeah. just to like have these deep talks. But I also don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now look at me struggle a little bit with having some of these deep talks I need yeah. to have. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner ritual. If you're anything like me, skincare tricks and solutions keep crowding my bathroom cabinet and counter space. I'm trying my best to take care of my skin, but it is a lot of different things to keep up with. But you know there is an option to swallow your skincare. Sitting in my cabinet is Ritual's Hyacera, which combines hyaluronic acid and ceramides in a once-daily capsule. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with just one capsule that has a soothing vanilla scent. Each one contains two of the best clinically studied ingredients shown to help minimize wrinkles and hydrate skin. It's non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, has no artificial colorants, and is third-party tested, so you know you're putting the best option in your body. I love that this option also makes it so easy for traveling. We already have to think about enough things when it comes to packing up all of our toiletries, skincare included. Do you have room for it all? No, you don't, but you do have 
room for rituals. Hiya, Sarah. And you don't have to worry about the amount of liquids or you know all the annoying things because you're just packing your daily capsules. And they've seen proven results in 90 days. So think about it. If you start now, you have healthier skin by the end of the summer. Aging like fine wine, addressing fine lines, and making your skincare a little simpler every day. Hiya, Sarah from Ritual is a skin supplement you can actually trust. We already trust Ritual and love them. And I love Hiya, Sarah from them. Ritual is offering my friends 10% off during your first three months. That's perfect for the summer. So visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start ritual or to add Hyacera to your lineup today. We absolutely love bringing you fun ideas of products that make your life easier or fun to wear. And we love connecting you with resources that are all around better for your life as well. Our sponsors are just the best. I love telling you about them and I'm able to introduce them to tens of thousands of you guys, of listeners each and every episode. So if you have a business, a product or a resource that you want to advertise on the That Sounds Fun podcast, just go to AnnieFDowns.com slash That Sounds Fun and you'll click on the link that says advertise with us to fill out the form. We'd love to introduce your business to our listening friends. That's AnnieFDowns.com slash that sounds fun and click on the link that says advertise with us. And now back to finish up our summer loving conversation with Jason and Sam and Shayna. Give some hope to our friends listening, Jason, who are single right now, wanting to be dating, wanting to be married. I didn't tell you this ahead of time, Sam and Shana, but we get so much feedback. I mean, honestly, a shocking amount to our team from singles who have never dated and Mm. they're in their thirties or in their forties and Mm. they've never dated at all. I have some friends like that too. And a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is, I can't find someone. A lot of it is, I don't know how. So what's some hope knowing, man, I, yeah, I'm listening to this and I am like Shana, I am like Sam and Annie and, and that has stopped me. What's the hope of how we get that going? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't let it stop you. The, the hope is that what I hope you take away from today is you're not alone. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, you know, I'm a therapist, do all this work. So I'm still anxiously attached sometimes. Right. If you really want to get me, Annie texts me, uh, I need to talk to you about something and then just don't respond <gasps> for a couple hours. And me say Ooh. when. And yeah. Then I'm like, I'm oh, on a plane. God. I'm on a plane <laughs> to Nashville. I'll be there in a second. We're going to oh talk this through. <laughs> Hold on. Pause there. Shana, what happens when you get that text? Ooh, good. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some anxiousness that comes up. I mean, I can go to like worst case scenario. Yeah. And if somebody didn't respond right away, I would, I would get anxious as well. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was yeah. just curious what yeah. a avoidant person did about so that. So I, I think the challenge is like, we get better in community. We get better by doing. Um, yeah, and one of the biggest struggles we've had is, and, and I love that people are really hip on therapy and I, and I think it is so helpful, but a lot of the problem we've had is we've given people a lot of insight without a lot of action. So it's like, well, I know this about myself and then I just don't do anything. And so then we beat ourselves up with it. And I think like, you know, Jesus and all these teachings like is to do something with it. Be different. Walk it out. And so, okay, you know, that's what you bring into it. What are you going to do about it? I just have to tell you because just full transparency, when I got married, I was like a total mess, right? And so I was trying to think about how to approach today. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the worst person to talk about how to date <laughs> because I, it was just like the worst. And and so I went to my wife um, and I just said like, did you have like poor decision-making skills at the time or like what <laughs> Did the happened? Lord blind you to who I was? <laughs> yeah, what happened? And and here's what she said. She said, you, you were a mess. So I was like, well, you're not sugarcoating that. But she's <laughs> right. like, you were totally a mess. But here's the thing. She said, you love the Lord and you are willing. And she said, that goes a long way. And I think if we can just do that, like put ourselves out there, try, love the Lord and be willing, like that's all it takes. Yeah. Sam, how much better 
are you experiencing yourself and in relationship mm-hmm. as you've worked on getting more securely attached? Are you enjoying yourself more? Much more. Yeah. Much more. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah, I still have many anxious moments, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and one of one of the biggest things, uh, since this is obviously just a little faith podcast and that kind of stuff, is that uh, this is probably six, seven, eight months ago, something like that. I, you know, I've said this prayer before, but I truly, you know, surrendered my dating life you know, to God. I was just like, yeah. I'm happy. Um, you know, if I stay single for the rest of my life, if I don't have kids, I'm fine. Like, you know, I, I'd said that before, but I really, really meant it. Yeah. And that was a big difference maker. You know, not that I said that and be like, okay, now I'm waiting. Now, now <laughs> right. that person's going to show up. Well, yeah, right. yeah. No, and I'd said that before with that intention. Yeah. And I didn't have that intention. It was truly just, I'm comfortable. I'm happy. And that, that allowed me to have a lot more freedom to just continue to work on myself and continue to just grow. And yeah, it, it's, it's made my life much better. And yeah, that was, a, that was a big difference maker. Yeah. Jason, I've found that in my, when I'm securely attaching to, even to myself and to my life, it's like Sam is saying that the more I am enjoying the life I have right now, the less anxious I mm-hmm. am in relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the last relationship I was in felt, v- even when it ended very cordially and kindly, and it was just like, oh, I think you're great, but this isn't it. Oh, I think you're great, but this isn't it. And I think part of that was that I was so settled before mm-hmm. he showed up. Right. And so I yeah. wasn't as anxious with him. Is that part of the trick here is is get comfortable with the life you have? Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise that's a really big ask, right? Yeah. So if you're like, uh, it's, a, it's a mess over here. I just need you to make this better. Yeah. That's really tough, right? Yeah. And so when we have to have someone save us, uh, we're going to accept almost anybody to do that because it's going to seem better in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And so I always tell people, like, you can have the hard piece first or, or last. It's up to you, but there's going to be a hard piece, right? Mm-hmm. So the hard piece is doing your own work. Or Mm -hmm. you can recruit somebody to make you okay and do the hard piece later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shana, in your most secure moments, when you're operating securely, how much more do you enjoy your life? I mentioned earlier that hard thing in the fall. And I think that was the thing that finally got me to be like, I can't keep stuffing stuff down. I can't keep operating this way. So I've got to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And counseling has been what has helped me work through that. And I think when I say that I stuff things down and put walls up, that feels like it's protecting me because it feels too scary to go to that really hard place. I've now processed through some really hard things and it's not as scary anymore. Like I know I can come out of it on the other side. So I think that that alone, getting through that hard thing, has helped me to feel so much more secure in so many other areas because it was just like this fear of like, I don't know what I'm going to find if I go there. And now that I have gone there, it's like, man, I can do hard things. I know everybody says that, but like now I really believe it. So I think just having that and just remembering that has helped to just kind of walk into more hard conversations moving forward. I don't know that I actually answered your question. No, but. that's beautiful. <laughs> and I will testify that I've watched you do that. I've watched you choose to be healthy over choose to be, yeah. have the easier road mm-hmm. and it has paid off. Yeah. It's totally paid mm-hmm. off. I've watched it. So it's been beautiful. Jason, what do we not know that we need to know? Yeah, I think ask questions early on. 
right? So, right. so I think sometimes we just are so in love with the idea of being in love that we we skip some of these difficult questions. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to have them lay down on the couch and psychoanalyze them, but just look at how, how do we do conflict? How, how do they show love? How do they take responsibility for things? All of these things are going to speak to what the relationship's going to look like. Are we supposed to know that in like week one, like date one and two? How long does it take to know that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, if we're going on a date, like I want to understand who you are and where you come from. So if you haven't dated for a while, what is that about? And you don't have to share every detail. But if a person says, yeah, I haven't dated for a while because men are totally jerks and I hate all of them and here I am. Okay, like where are we going to go with that, right? <laughs> right. Um, or if they just say like, yeah, you know, I'm doing some work and I recognize that some of the people I've chosen haven't been a good fit. So I'm working on it. Like those are two wildly different answers. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shayna, anything else you want to say? No. No. Sam, you have any more thoughts? Yeah, I think just having those conversations early. And yeah. so... How early is early? Like, are you talking on a first date? You are like, kids? No kids? Not that early. Okay. No. I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I think it depends on the connection you have or yeah. how it feels, I guess, in that moment. I mean, uh, yeah. who knows what, what, what the difference is. But, but did y'all start hard conversations about like, hey, this is my history and this is why I show up like this yep. in the first, like... I mean, you're two months in, so. Yeah, it was early. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I, because that's, again, that's something that kind of was hard for me in the past because people would find stuff out later and be like, oh, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get a get ahead of that, that, hey, you know, if this is not a good fit because this is how I am or because of this happened in my past, I'm like, let's just get it out in the open and then it's out there. And so if, if that doesn't work, then okay, good. And usually it, you know, leads to, right, either it works or it doesn't. You know, in this case, it's been working fantastic so is that yeah. an age benefit that he and i have yeah i mean we we get older wiser yeah, yeah i mean i i think there's you know more intention right i think when we're like early 20s there, there's not a lot of intention right. no yeah. offense to early 20s listeners yeah. but but there tends to not be as much and so i think the older we get we have some more insight the trouble with that insight is it also sometimes is preventative then mm-hmm. because we go now that i know everything i know I can't possibly be ready to do this. And, and so yeah. I think what I would tell you is like, if you're if you're going to take the time to learn stuff, like learn it to do something good with it. Yeah. yeah. Learn it to do something good with it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Jason, you're brilliant. Could we have a book someday? Like, I just feel like we need everyone to be able to have access to more. I mean, your Instagram is awesome. Thank you. But can we have a book someday? I think so. Okay. For you, but only for you. And I don't <laughs> want you to tell anybody. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So it's just for you. Okay. Great. 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 But yes, there, there is a book coming. <gasps> Yes. How soon? Yes. Uh, it'll be out in October. Oh, great. Do we have a title? Do we know things already? Yes. It is called Get Past Your Past. And so it's oh. a lot of what we're talking about nice. today, right, yeah. is what do we do with what's happened um, and how do we use that for our benefit? Yeah. Okay. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sam and Annie are kind of anxious. <laughs> Shane is kind of avoided and Jason has a book. Great. <laughs> and Jason's anxious. We're yeah. better, though. We're healthier. We're yes. doing it. Yeah. Woo, yeah. We're, we're, we're more secure than ever. You too. I've watched you. I've lived it with you. You are very secure. Okay. Y'all, thank you for doing this. Amazing. Amazing. Your honesty. I, I cannot wait for you to see the responses so that you'll see how much this has been helpful. Really, all three of you. I'm nice. so grateful. Nice. Okay. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Shana. Tell me what sounds fun to you in dating or just in life. I think with the weather being so beautiful lately, I am so excited to go kayaking. Yeah, that yeah. is something I love to do. Do you when own the one? Weather's nice. I don't. <laughs> I rent one and go down the Harpeth River, but okay. I love it. If I go enough, I've told myself the last several years, if I go enough that it makes sense to buy one and keep one, then I'll do that. Do you need a real one or would you be satisfied with an inflatable one? I think I would need a real one. Okay. 
Yeah. I have an inflatable one. Okay. It's awesome. <laughs> we could go together, Annie. Yes. It's awesome. And it fits in your trunk and it goes away. I could Instead be of being, needing a garage. <laughs> um, okay. Kayaking for you. Jason, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Um, I think a family adventure. So How old are your kids? They are 12, 9, and 7. Okay. And um, I'd really never traveled outside the country. And like two months ago, we went to London and Paris with the yeah. kids as a family adventure. And so I want to do awesome. one now, but as a mission trip. Oh, And cool. so that mm. sounds fun to me. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Good dadding. Um, okay, Sam, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. So I'm an avid golfer, and yeah, it's yes. getting warmer, and same kind of thing. I'm just excited to get back out there and play a little bit of golf. Yeah, just experience the nice weather. Is there a course you're like, someday? Is it Augusta National or something? Oh, Augusta. One? Yeah, okay. the Masters. Yeah, that's Augusta. That's okay. It's on my goals. Okay. I have no clue how I'm going to accomplish that. So <laughs> maybe any listeners out there that yeah, uh, anybody that wants can Those are the best goals. Those are great goals to have. Yeah, yeah, I would love to play Augusta National. <laughs> He's very securely attached, you guys. You can have very. him come play with you. He won't, he won't be needy. Very good. Y'all, thanks again. This was great. Oh, you guys, what did you think about that? What about that? Aren't Shayna and Sam the best? Oh, my gosh, they're so brilliant. And Jason, Jason Van Ruler, you guys, make sure you are following him on Instagram. Tell him thanks for being here for the series. Check out all of his helpful videos. And are you so interested in figuring out which attachment style you lean toward? As if you need me to tell you, because my guess is about eight minutes into that show, you're like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) I know, me too. So whether you lean anxious or you lean avoidant, we are all shooting to end up secure. So I hope that helped you today like it helped me. And for a full list of all the resources and Instagram handles from our summer loving experts, just go to AnnieFDowns.com slash dating. We've got two more June episodes of Summer Lovin', so do not miss those. And if you have follow-up questions to any of these episodes, drop your questions in the link in the show notes for a follow-up Q&A episode in the fall. If you need the answer me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and hitting the road for the last weekend of the Here For You tour. I cannot believe it is almost done. Tonight, we are in Kansas City. Tomorrow, we're in Dallas. And then the grand finale, Saturday night in Austin. We have had a blast, and that will continue this weekend. It is not too late to grab a ticket. I think the VIP is sold out in Dallas, but we've got a seat for you every night this weekend. So if you're close to Kansas City, close to Dallas, or if you can catch a plane to Austin for Saturday night, I'd suggest it. It is going to be a really fun weekend. Get your tickets at hereforyoutour.com. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I'll do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Well, it's raining in Nashville today, so truthfully, what sounds fun to me today is a nap, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. But that's what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you out there in Kansas City, Dallas, and Austin, and we'll see you back here on Monday for a conversation about breakups. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. It is a real, real one with recording artist and therapist Janice Gaines and my friends Ryan and Katie. Y'all have a great weekend.